After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Deuce and mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo, the pocket that you know. What a last few days in the NBA. I didn't expect we were going to be going live on a Sunday, but training camps get underway next week. And we've got trades left and right happening in the NBA. So, yeah. of course, Deuce and Mo had to hop on. Yeah. We're going to be live after every single Kings game this year, but we're going to be live doing NBA content, dropping NBA content. There's a lot to talk about. Because days after Dame Lillard got moved to the Milwaukee Bucks, another big trade. In fact, yeah. it's something that we joked about in we our did. reaction. We're like, hey, you'll be wild, man. We said just like this. You'll be wild, man. Just like this. Is it Drew Hall that got traded? To the Celtics, and we were like, yeah, we cool. laugh. yeah, that's funny. That'd be a cool storyline. What is this uh, WWE? It's not happening. No, it is happening. Adrian Wojnarowski reporting this morning that the Celtics have acquired Drew Holiday in a trade with the Blazers in exchange for Rob Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, a future first round pick, twenty twenty four, top four protected. It's Golden State's, but Boston had it, and a future Boston Celtics first round pick. So, a lot of different angles to cover as we react to this. Let's start with Boston's side. Landing an all-star caliber player, an all-defensive guy, Drew Holiday, joining forces with the Celtics. I love it. Right when I saw the news break, I was like, ooh, who's the favorite in the East now? And we'll talk more about who the favorite is in the East now. But let's just break down this Boston Celtics roster. So they lose Marcus Smart, who was that big defensive piece for them um, and was a point guard for them, too. They add an upgrade with Drew Holiday. Man. I know he's not, he's not like, doesn't have that soul and that locker room guy that it's Marcus gonna be Smart was. Sure. It's going to be different, but he has that championship mentality. He brings that veteran leadership as a point guard, as a manager, especially on that offensive end of the floor. He can score. Out. And he, he can, can shoot score. the three efficiently. And help out yes. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Take the ball, take some pressure off them. Taking pressure off of those guys is, yes. is, is key. And then what he does defensively, Ooh. I mean, he is Ooh. one of the best defensive players yes. in the NBA. And so it, it, it's an aggressive move by Boston. What a shift for them. So they've lost three key guys to last year's core, right? Malcolm uh-huh. Brogdon, uh-huh. who I know he's got an injury history. He did win six man of the year last year. Yep. He was an important piece to them. Uh, Rob Williams. Mm-hmm. Center depth, when he's out there, impactful, right? Absolutely. And then Marcus Smart. So you get Drew Holiday now. And, man, I I love this for many reasons. I think Brad Stevens looked at what happened this week with Milwaukee and saw an opportunity. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, the Bucs just got better. They had the best record in the East last year. People forget about that because of what happened in the first round against Miami. Giannis gets hurt. They get bounced out early. So... Milwaukee's already going to be good. You know this. Middleton healthy. Giannis still in his prime. Boston's like, we have a window now. We're paying all this money to Brown. We're going to have to pay Tatum. We just traded for Porzingis, gave him an extension. 
we can't dick around here. We got to be aggressive. And I think it's a calculated risk by them because even if you like Brogdon with them, do you trust his health? Yeah. Rob Williams, I'm a huge Rob Williams fan, but I've said this about other players. I think the idea of Rob Williams is better than the reality of Rob Williams. I understand and the, that. the reality of him is he's been banged up over the years. He played 30 games last year. I don't feel like they could trust him. So they went, you know what? Here's what we do know. We know what Drew Holiday is yep. and what he can be. And he's a guy that can go out there and defend Dame Lillard in the playoffs. Well, and think about it. They're totally shifting the way that they were playing the game even last year, right? Like there's times when you're going, okay, they're going with the two bigs. They're going with Al Horford and Rob Williams out there. And at times... Um, it would work depending on the matchup, depending on who they're going up against. And I think this year it's going to be much different. We know what KP can add defensively. It hasn't been a lot over the years, but last year he showed a little bit more promise on both ends of the floor. When he was with Washington, he stayed a little bit more healthy, but he's another guy. You just mentioned this to me before we started doing the pod about that foot injury, right? And that's yeah. something that has been lingering. So he's going into training camp with that. Yeah. Plantar fasciitis. And it's, that's a thing that can come and go usually heals with rest, but I don't it's track record a little bit with Porzingis. So if you're going to go with like on that end too, Boston's depth does take a hit a bit with this. And yes. then you look up front, you know, there are already kind of questions because of Rob Williams's health issues, but now you add Porzingis who has the track record uh -huh. and then Horford, who's just older. Yes. Right. So the depth behind them is not great. I mean, you start going down the list. You're like, uh, there's some questions. I mean, you, Namias Kato, we know him a little bit. He is on a two way deal now yep. with Boston, but yeah, that depth takes a hit. You do wonder if they go, all right, we need a veteran backup big. I don't know who that is. I mean, Dwight Howard worked out with the Warriors last week. They didn't sign him. It seems like he wants back in, but I, yeah. you know, I don't know. Is there a backup big out there, a vet that they feel comfortable with just in case? And that's something that they're going to need because I know we all, we also had mentioned Derek White. They have that depth there, but I thought it was interesting too because uh, Kevin O'Connor had put out a tweet talking about the depth for the Celtics. And he said, even after adding Drew Holiday, the Celtics can still trade two future firsts and three swaps. They also have eight second round picks. So if they do need to improve that depth, there are certain things there. But you and I talked about this too with the commitment now yeah. going forward with this roster. Yeah. And I'm fine with it. You know, like, there's a window we, and they're can, committing. There's no like flawless roster right now in the mm -hmm. NBA. I think how they look at it is like, dude, Tatum and Brown are our guys, and we add Drew Holiday to the mix. Do we trust that those three guys, especially what they can do offensively and defensively as two-way guys, and then the pieces around them can really change things? You know, I think Boston, when we talk about Porzingis too, like if healthy, a guy who could space the floor good size. Horford has the ability to yeah. space the floor, right? Yep. He that's he's turned into a three-point shooter out there and still has flashes of being a good defensive player. And you know what Brown can do defensively, what Holiday can do, and then Tatum as a special player. That's a pretty strong five. And you got Derek White coming off the bench. Yes. So I love this. This is fun, you know, and I, I think these two teams have totally separated themselves, Milwaukee and Boston, from the rest of the East. Mm-hmm. We do need to talk about from Milwaukee's perspective for yes. a second, too. I wondered, like, deep down how they're feeling right now. I, I'm sure they're feeling great, right? They trade for Dame Lillard. The city's happy. Dude, 5,000 people showed up to greet the guy yesterday. But, like, Drew Holiday, they traded to the West. Not only is he back in the East, he's back with the – he's now with the Celtics, a team that's obviously going to go head-to-head -head with him. But a nice pivot, right? You talk about these moves. After this move was announced uh -huh. that Holiday was going to be traded to Boston – Woj puts out that the Milwaukee Bucks have signed Cameron Payne. A, for death purposes, 
I love it, right? You've got Dame, and now you got Campaign as a backup. He's a dog. I, I do tend to like Milwaukee's depth better than Boston's. I think Boston has a lot totally of question fair. marks, right? I mean, you think about, you got Bobby Portis. You got Jay Crowder. Can he look good there mm-hmm. this year? Pat Connaughton campaign. It's not bad. It's not great. But I tend to like their depth more. And now, like, I, I think everyone just assumes that these two teams are going to be the two teams that are clashing to decide who goes to the NBA Finals. Well, let's talk about that. Because I think that is one of the questions I said before this podcast started was like, okay, well, who who are the favorites now? Mm-hmm. And then really I took a step back. And ju- you just mentioned it. I trust the depth of the Milwaukee Bucks a little bit more right now. But on top of that, let's just play the game that everyone stays healthy. If you got a healthy Chris Middleton, Dame Lillard playing... What's a bigger if, though? Like, because we say that with Middleton. I think he showed flashes at the end of the last year. Like, oh, could he be himself again? Yeah. And and maybe Dame takes pressure and allows him to to be more of a number three going forward. But, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I trust more. Like, Dame's missed games, too. And he totally has. But he also had some time off, too, when, when Portland basically told him, hey, don't play so then we can get a better draft pick. But... Yeah, so you got Chris Middleton, you have, you know, Giannis Dame, we know all that. But then you even go back to and you look at someone like Brooke Lopez and you think about the matchup between and I'm just going here for fun. We're just having fun. Going here against the matchup between Boston and Milwaukee and you go, you trust the bit the the size that Milwaukee has over what Boston yeah, has. Yeah, right Giannis now. is obviously out of this world. It's hard to guard him Freak. as it is. Right. And then Lopez, his ability to stretch the floor. And then <clears throat> I'm getting choked up thinking about it. I know. Oh, there you go. Excuse me. Uh, his defensive impact. I yes. mean, this guy was in the running for defensive player of the year. Yeah. In the NBA last year. I don't know. It's like. <sighs> what? But then you go, do the Bucs have what it takes to defend Tatum, Brown, and Holiday? That's what the challenge is. Because Dame's not. A good defensive player. I was going to say And they're going to put him in a lot yep. of action. They're going to be trying to expose him big time. Mm. I am fascinated by all these angles. I'm fascinated by Dame. Like, I think Dame, we already know how explosive he can be offensively. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be a little more pep in his step this year. Like, sure. this is the first time he's, I mean, he's playing with one of the best players ever, in yeah. honest. And he knows his window is going to close. Yeah, so th- it's great. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Nerd Wallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the finance world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning for my tax bills so I don't dread April every year. Yeah, and it's a really confusing time, by the way. There's all these documents, especially with us, like we are managing finances together because we run a small business together there's all these different papers there's all these different forms what do you do you listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast yeah because then you can be making a balanced budget and not just for everything you're doing with your business how about for some time off after an nba season even that sounds amazing so you know what you need to do listen to nerd wallet smart money podcast on your favorite podcast app future you will thank you we talk about how milwaukee's feeling How is Miami feeling today? There we go. We already knew Miami is probably feeling pretty low after not being able to get the Dame trade. But not only do you swing and miss on the Dame deal, whether Portland wanted to work with them or not, they didn't have the package, whatever. (laughs) The two two teams in the East that you're probably competing with are way better than you now. Way better. I think about them. Uh Uh-huh. I think about how they're going to pivot because they lost Gabe Vincent, Max Struess. 
there's some significant losses there. Yeah. And they were kind of banking on they were going to get Dame. Dame back in the fold. Now, I think their thinking is, you know, Hero wasn't healthy last year in the playoffs. Now he's back. But right. also, is, is he fine after having his name in trade talks for months and months and months? There's a lot of different angles there with the Miami Heat. And we talked about it the other day when we're like, they're the losers in all this. And then today they even look like more of the losers. Yeah. And if you're a Heat fan, you're probably like, shit, like, why isn't our organization doing anything, making moves? But they're probably not the only organization feeling that way. Jimmy Butler's probably not the only person feeling that way. The Sixers as well. When you think about Joel Embiid, he's probably like, wait, wait, we're about to go into training camp with James Harden bitching again about being on a team. And I'm just sitting here watching all these other teams in this conference get better. Dude, What are we doing, Philly? The pressure is on for uh-huh. Maury. And, and that's, you know, you get in the bit, you get in business with James Harden. That's this is what happens. And now, yeah, we're on the eve of media day and, is James Harden showing up? Is he going to say something? What's he going to say? It's just a distraction. And then all these other teams are doing better. Even, you know, you look at someone like Cleveland, there's been rumblings oh, yeah. about Donovan Mitchell and his future there. I just clearly look at Boston, Milwaukee. Those are the front runners. Yep. Now, we're all going to laugh at this when we replay this because we do this when big <gasps> trades happen. And it's going to be like, hey, can you believe? Uh, <laughs> I mean, the Nets and Pacers here in the conference mm. finals this year. I mean, this is wild. Who would have predicted that? Uh, but it, it's... I admire the fact <laughs> that from a Bucks perspective, they saw what happened last year and they had to make some tough decisions. Uh-huh. I didn't love them firing Budenholzer because I'm like, dude, the guys want like the, you had guys banged up. Middleton was 100 percent Giannis. I felt like there was an overreaction, but this is why I'm not a GM. Giannis put some pressure on them mm-hmm. and they delivered for him. They did. New coaching staff, you know. You go get Dame, you bring back Lopez, you bring back Middleton. Hell, another subplot to this. Terry Stotts is on the staff there in uh, Milwaukee now. Huh? He obviously has a relationship with Dame from coaching him all those years in Portland. But they're aggressive with it. And then from Brad Stevens, I think you you can make a case Boston could have gone into the season with this lineup and felt like... Before Drew, you're saying. Yeah, before Drew, I went, you know what? We can compete with him still. Yeah. We'll see how it looks. Like, let's just see. But... They were aggressive. They were they were like, you know what? Drew Holiday is out there. Yep. We don't want him to go to Miami. Like, let's just go get him now. And th- I admire that from both sides. Same. I, I admire the aggressive nature of just going after people, trying to make your team better, being like, hey, trim the fat, or we don't trust these players, so we're going to go in a different direction. And going in a di- different direction, I think just helped Another team, the Portland Trailblazers, even got better in this. Adding Rob Williams, I know we talked about all the injury history and everything there, but you think about his age being under 30 years old. What he's, I, I think, he's, I want to say 25, 26. Yeah, he's, yeah. And then you got DeAndre Ayton, who also is very young. So now you have this whole roster kind of around the same age. Everything's aligning for Portland as well. Let's dive into Portland in a second. I do want to acknowledge the live crowd hanging out with us hey, hey. in this random live stream appreciate all you being here john casey jeremy Corey. see some of you i put up a poll question who is now the favorite in the east bucks celtics or other lol jk 51 percent of people have voted saying the milwaukee bucks okay now yeah also live people if you're here watching us live make sure to hit the thumbs up it helps us grow make sure you're subscribed to the channel it just helps us grow big time as we're going to be producing a ton of content all year long Let's go to Portland's perspective. You brought up them getting Rob Williams, uh-huh. DeAndre Aiden. 
it's never easy to trade your franchise guy. And usually when you're trading the best player in the deal, you're not going to win the trade. Right. I think all things considered for Portland, good for them. Think about what happened. Last July, they're the... They give Dame a two-year extension, right? Uh-huh. They're the only team that could do that. Then, you know, a year later, Dame requests a trade and says, I only want to go to Miami. Some teams would have buckled. Some teams are like, fine, we'll get you, and we'll just accept Miami's deal. Most people said that deal was going to get done fast in uh-huh. July. It did not get done and it at all. And <laughs> to Portland's credit, they waited. They yeah. made the first move, and then they rerouted Drew Holiday fast. And you think about the total package that they got back for a team that's kind of in a rebuild situation now. They've got a ton of young talent. Scoot Henderson, Shane Sharp, Anthony Simons, right? The Jeremy Grant deal is still the one that I just don't get. Sure. Uh, their big man rotation last year up front was Nurkic oh and God. Eubanks. Yep. Well, now it's DeAndre Ayton and Rob Williams. When you look at the whole pick situation and what they got back for the Dame trade technically – they get back DeAndre Aiden, Malcolm Brogdon, who won six man of the year last year. I'm sure they'll try to trade him. He makes $22.5 million this year and then $22.5 next year. Maybe a little challenging to move, yeah. but th- there's a chance. They get Rob Williams, Tamani Kamara, the rookie. They get that 2024 Golden State first-round pick that's top four protected. It's not going to be a great pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a 28 pick swap with Milwaukee. Yep. They have... Milwaukee's first round pick in 29. They have Boston's first round unprotected, unprotected. Then they have a 2030 Milwaukee pick swap. Look, it's not perfect, but it's not terrible either. I mean, I, I think all things considered, it was better than the package that they were going to get from the Miami Heat, which yes. would have been Hero Jovic and three first round picks. Their Miami picks probably not going to be that great anyway. Like, you you take a chance on DeAndre Ayton, who literally has shown flashes of being a good player, and you saw his reaction when he landed in oh, Portland. Oh, my God. Let's talk about that yeah. for a second because that is the main thing with DeAndre Ayton that everyone's been talking about. Uh, change of scenery, just a fresh start, all these things. In those videos that Portland was putting out, he was so happy. He was smiling. He was, And, of course, anyone would be in that situation, right? First day of school almost, like you're in just this new class with a teacher that you like and everything, and he's going around his locker room. Yeah. He's like, I feel like I was just drafted like this is fun he's got to keep that same energy he's got to make sure he keeps that same mentality staying happy capitalizing on what he can do with this younger team being happy and he still has so much to give on the basketball floor and i think that's what some people go like he's a bomb at the end of phoenix and blah, blah blah it's like Okay, but also there was a lot of crap going on. Now, I feel like a lot of it was because of him and his attitude. It's a little grumpy. So can he change that? Can he be, you know, mature, all those things on and off the floor? I'm excited to see that for him. Yeah, we saw flashes, especially on their run to the NBA Finals that year when they lost to Milwaukee. Like, this guy can be really special in this league. Chris Paul's getting something out of him. And I understand the frustration around him, too. So maybe a change of scenery. But if you're Portland, all right, that's... That's a risk we'll take because he's still 24, 25 years old. Rob Williams, I'm a huge Rob Williams fan. His contract, not bad at all. I think he's making like $12 million this year and then a little more the next year. The, the biggest thing with Rob Williams has always just been health, right? That's it. He's had the torn meniscus. I mean, I'll never forget him playing in the finals against the Warriors where you're just like, oh, you're not 100%. You're giving it your all. Mm. But when he is healthy... I think he's a game changer. I mean, the, he can come out and block three pointers. Yeah. He's so long. He is athletic. 
He's a lob threat. And I think the best case scenario with that is like, God, you've got all these young guards. You've got some intriguing bigs. You've got length and athleticism. If you could keep Rob Williams healthy, then you're going to have an interesting decision down the road with him and Aiton. But like that, that's fine. That's what you want to do. You want to put yourself in a position to acquire some young talent that you could maybe develop on your own or, or move down the road. I think the, uh, the craziest thing about all these trades happening these last couple of days is that we can talk about each team and it sounds like each team got a little better and even got better, whether it's for their future or got better today for this window, they all did what they needed to do. And with Portland, like it's just been a cluster, you know, for so long and having that Dame thing just kind of uh, hanging over you and for them to get it done before the season, to not only get it done before the season, but to also get pieces that align with what they're probably trying to do for the future. I just think this is great for all three of these teams. How about some of the clips? I, I saw a clip today. It was when Draymond had Damian Lillard on his podcast, and they were talking about NBA City. He's like, oh, can you imagine I want to play in Oklahoma City or Milwaukee? <laughs> That's what Dame said. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. After yesterday, I, I feel like he felt the love. And, I mean, look, you get to play with Giannis. He's also said he wanted to play with Giannis for a long time. Dude, that I mean, that alone right there is going to be exciting to watch. I'm, I'm – I am so excited for this first matchup between Milwaukee and Boston. I think, too, I, if I'm going, who do I trust more? I'm going with Milwaukee. Same. Too. And Same. I, I think I trust their depth. I like their offensive firepower. The Celtics, to me, the depth of front is the biggest concern. That's the biggest concern. And then you start thinking about, okay, like, are, are, they, are, they, are these two teams title favorites? Or, like... Don't dismiss Denver. They've got Jokic, too. Oh, my God. This is all fascinating. Can mm. you believe it? The NBA is starting to come back. Training camp starts tomorrow. There's going to be drama, storylines. There's going to be talk about, hey, who got ripped? This guy is now down 25 pounds. Mm. Or James Harden just said something bad about <laughs> Daryl Morey again. It's insane, but it's going to be so fun to watch. Uh, any other thoughts on all of this, Morgan? No, I'm excited for it to start um, all coming up in training camp. And just so everyone knows, we will be touching on all NBA topics. We'll be at Sacramento Kings training camp. Yes. Uh, we'll be doing a podcast after that. But make sure that you're following us, subscribing to all of this, because we'll be talking about everything going around the NBA. Appreciate you guys so much for hanging out with us. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, do me a favor. Can you give us a five-star review? All it does is help more people discover our podcast. We appreciate you guys so, so much.